Let's kick it off with Ben Noel. Ben, I'm sorry for the bickering at the beginning of the show, but you know what it's like with a tight labour market. It's difficult to get good staff. <laughs> yeah, kia ora team. Um, uh, you were talking about the weather up here in Auckland, which is the part that I grasped onto. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, one part of one one part of the country is is kind of begging for rain, I think, and and the other side it just has far too much. I mean, it's been wettest uh, wettest this January on record. Um, I last saw Invercargill was tracking toward its driest January on record. Now I. Notice you mentioned, Jamie, there have been uh, a little bit of rain, and I'm looking at the map. I'm seeing amounts of one, two, three millimeters in uh, parts of Southland and Otago from the front today. That'll be evaporating, you know, what, in a half day or something like that. So um, there is a bit of a concern as we look ahead into uh, the next week or two. We've got very hot temperatures. I, I must say I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with the potential of seeing numerous 30-plus uh, degree days in the next seven to ten days across uh, the lower and eastern South Island. And when we look this time of the year, the evapotranspiration rates, the rates at which the water is leaving the plants and the ground, you know, we could be up near about, you know, 30 millimeters a week. So that's what we need to uh, basically just stand firm. And when you have really hot temperatures, you jack up those evapotranspiration rates and you lack the rainfall and you indeed could be dealing with meteorological drought in a few weeks. This La Nina pattern has been set for the last two or three summers. It's not going to end this summer and autumn, but, you know, is this the way that, and I'll go back to the North Island farmers because they've had incredible challenges as well, especially on the east coast of the North Island, but is this what farmers in Southland and Otago, inland um, Canterbury, is this what they have to plan for in the future? During during La Nina episodes, this is kind of the expected pattern. I mean, really, if you look at um, some of the lower South Island, it's mirroring almost what it did this time last year. The data is very close, and of course, as you, last last summer was a La Nina um, summer. This summer has uh, been been yet another one, the third one in a row. Um, I mean, I think the one thing here is with you know we've had this marine heat wave near the South Island, and that's kind of. Um, increase the temperatures a bit. So the rate at which we can dry out, we know in a warming world is actually that's going to be a little bit faster. So La Nina is going to be La Nina, but then when you kind of chuck in, you know, the the warmer temperatures in the mix, you know, you can start to dry out a little bit faster. On the flip side, the North Island has been absolutely hammered. Um, We've had, you know, numerous subtropical lows, tropical disturbances, cyclone hail. Um, I guess as we look ahead this year, Jamie, what I'm looking for is the potential to go to neutral, so out of La Nina by autumn, and then we'll be keeping a close eye on the second half of the year for El Nino prospects. Now, I know that is a bit of a scary one. You know, we often uh, associate El Nino with drought, but it's a long way out at this point, but it is something that we're going to be keeping an eye on for the second half of the year. So how much rain is going to hit the North Island in the next, well, it's a long holiday weekend, it's anniversary weekend, of course, in Auckland and some other uh, provinces. I know, I mean, the East Coast can't get any luck at all and we've seen the terrible situation there with the forestry slash and everything all the problems associated with that some of them quite tragic uh, when, can, can they buy a break yeah look um, it's going to be a tough go for the northern uh, northern North Island unfortunately so those hard hit areas Northland Coromandel um, I do think this current event is uh, you know Gisborne is not the 
focused, although they will get some rain, Gisborne and Hawks Bay, as will the wire wrap-up, but the East Coast isn't probably the focus on this one. So it kind of spares just a little bit that eastern fringe that um, you know, has, has been hit so hard. Um, but unfortunately, as we go toward next week, uh, with this big blocking high to the east of the country, you can think of it like an atmospheric stop sign. This big, this low that's kind of near the northern North Island can't really move much. So it may sit near Auckland and Northland and, and the Coromandel for several days early next week, bringing yet more rain here at the tail end of January before finally moving away, hopefully in time for Waitangi weekend, because certainly we deserve a break. A break uh, everyone across the, the northern and eastern North Island deserves a, a night, one nice long weekend for a change. And fingers crossed that's Waitangi weekend. Okay, Ben, it's too wet in the north. It's too dry in the south does that like you know the three bears law of averages the law of averages somewhere in New Zealand it must be just right <laughs> uh, as I as I look to the maps there are um, it's been a month of extremes but I will say that the the places that have had near average rainfall during January Maybe the Marlborough Sounds, um, uh, Manawatu, Wanganui, Center um, of the either, Universe. It's 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 hard to find those spots. You're either four hundred percent of normal or ten percent of normal, and then very very little little in between. There we go, Chris. I was going to say Chris Brandolino. That was nearly a Freudian <laughs> slip. Um, He'll is, be back next week. <laughs> well, we've loved your contribution. Sorry. I think he might oh. struggle to get a, a spot on the show next week. Ben, I'll thank you very much. Cheers.